This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi everyone, this is Delfina Correa from Be Made Whole, a Maxwell Leadership Certified Personal Development and Leadership Company. And uh, we exist to lead powerful, positive change through values-based leadership and personal development. Today we are starting a new series, and the title of the series is Protecting Your Family in Dangerous Times and Dangerous Places. This uh, series is based on a book that I wrote, and at the end of the segment, I will give you some information where you can get the book. I want to just start off about uh, with um, a background of, first of all, what inspired the series and the book that was written, and uh, dangerous times in general. You know, um, dangerous times have come and gone throughout the ages. And if you're not in a dangerous time right now, then there's one probably around the corner. You know, every now and then something happens and we find ourselves in, in, in a, you know, the, the world in a dangerous time. Like COVID was a dangerous time for many. But there are other times when we just find ourselves in a dangerous place. We can be living in a dangerous place or it can just be um, a... um just we suddenly find ourselves, you know, you're driving down the road and you suddenly find yourself in a dangerous place. And this book, I hope, will help you, the series uh, based on the book, I hope it will help you and give you some tools so that you can know that you can be protected, whether you're in a dangerous time or in a dangerous place. Now, some background on this book that was written. Um, somebody died and they didn't know that they could be protected. There was a gentleman uh, working at Bright's Hardware showing a lot of promise. Uh, he wanted to change his life. He wanted to um, make a difference. He wanted to achieve higher success than where he had come so far. He wanted to be a better father to his children. He had all these aspirations. But he had a situation in his life and um, which made things difficult. And at a previous employment, uh, he uh, was a witness in a an armed robbery that happened on the premises of that business where he worked. And it was years later and uh, the court case was now finally coming up and he was one of the state witnesses and he was summoned to witness. But uh, those that knew that he was a witness had sent him threats on his life and uh, he feared for his life and he didn't want to testify. He was not given the protection that he needed uh, from um, from a government point of view and from witness protection. Uh, and so uh, just before he went to um, witness and on on the court case, he was shot outside his home at the door. He opened his front door and was shot almost point blank range. And when I heard that story, you know, my heart really broke for him and his family. And I realized he did not have to die. He should not have died that way or at that time. And that's what inspired the writing of this book. Because you see, God's protection is not automatic. It is guaranteed because he has given us promises that are guaranteed. But those guarantees are not automatically effective in our life unless we apply the principles that he's given us. You see, if it wasn't for uh, our enemy trying to take away the protection that we have every day, then it would be automatic. But the thing is, we have an enemy. And I hope that this book will give you the tools or the series will give you the tools that you need to ward off your enemy who is Satan so that uh, you can keep him away from your family and you can enjoy God's protection every day. 
1 Peter 5 verse 8 to 9 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same hardships are being experienced by your brothers around the world. So we need to resist him. We need to know what we, what it, what's it going to take for us to resist him. I want to tell you another story, my own story, just to illustrate God's desire and his ability to protect you no matter where you are or what you've done. It's 2011, 4 a.m. in the morning. I'm woken up by an imperative whisper and it says, wake up. I can't tell if it's male or female. I can't, uh, uh, all I can say is that it was urgent. Wake up. And I felt these two firm taps on my feet. I was lying on my back and on my toes, I felt these two firm taps. I opened my eyes and I was immediately wide awake. But there was no one in the room. I knew this is serious. This must be the Lord. So I got up and I went to pray. Not wanting to wake my husband up, I left the room and I went into a different room and I began to pray. For the next hour or so, I worshipped and I prayed in tongues. And after that hour, I felt like I'd kind of prayed through. So I went back to sleep, but I still had no idea what it was all about. Later that morning, my children had gone to school. I was alone in the house. Around 9 a.m., two men tried to break into our house. They thought no one was home. Now, there's a lot more to the story, which I'm not going to go into for the sake of time today, because there's a point I'm trying to make uh, that I want to get to. Uh, so, But the point is, at the end, they tried to break in, and uh, they thought no one was home. And as they were about to break the window to get into the house, I caught them. I, when I saw them, they didn't see me. And when I saw them, this boldness rose up in me. There was absolutely no fear. And this kind of authority that I felt, it just rose up out of no. It felt like it came out of nowhere, but I know where it came out of. It was the boldness of God and the authority of God rising up in me. And I clapped my hands as loud as I could. And I said, what are you doing? When the men heard that, they turned and they looked at me because they were looking at a different angle. When they saw me, their eyes became as big as golf balls. And there was panic written all over their faces. And when they looked at me, it was as if they were looking at something much bigger and much taller than what I was. It's like they looked right through me and over me to something. But they were petrified. And the minute they saw me, they 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 fumbled so fun. it was actually hilarious they were fumbling so crazily just to get out of those bushes that they were hiding behind they couldn't get out of there fast enough and it was like when you watch uh, one of these kind of comedies you know where the criminals trying to break into the house and then he does all these stupid things it was that kind of thing it was serious but funny at the same time now i i really don't know what they saw all i know is that their actions confirmed that they were in a panic state so after this all happened, I sat down and I started to think about it. And then I remembered that the Lord had woken me up to pray. The enemy had planned a tragedy for our family that day, but the Lord was not going to let it happen. So he alerted me to pray. And I believe that my prayer actually stopped the plan of the enemy. And that hour that I spent praying, I believe it prepared me emotionally, mentally and spiritually to exercise the godly authority that I needed in that situation. Now, there's something interesting to note about this whole experience. 
spiritually, I was not in a good space at that time. I was going through a very tough time in my life. I was emotionally and physically burnt out. I had chronic insomnia, and I actually went most nights with little or no sleep. Most of my prayers were more like complaints to God. I would complain the one day and repent the next. Complain the next day and repent the next. My faith was like a yo-yo, up one day, down the next. And most of the time, I wasn't actually hearing God's voice through all my murmuring and complaining. But that day, he knew that I would face something that I was not ready for. So he got my attention. He spoke so clearly to me that I heard his voice audibly and so loud that it actually woke me up. And he tapped my feet to make sure he was getting my attention. What would have happened that day if he hadn't woken me up? I don't know. Or even worse, what would have happened if he woke me up and I just said, I'm too tired and I just went back to sleep? I don't know. Who knows all the things that could have gone wrong that day. Now the point I'm trying to make with the story is that you can know that God wants to protect you. He wants to warn you. He wants to prepare you. And you can fully expect him to. No matter where you are, what you've done, what's been happening around you, no matter how good or bad you've been. You know, um, the, the first time this will be aired, we'll be in the festive season. And you know the story with Santa, if you've been good or bad, if you've been good, you get a gift. If you've been bad, you don't get a gift. You know, Jesus is much better than Santa. He doesn't uh, help you or protect you or show you or bless you according to how good or bad you've been. He wants to bless you no matter where you are. And that brings me to the first principle. You see, um, our protection has got two parts. It's got the part that is that God has guaranteed, and that is his promises. That's his part. Um, that is already done. He doesn't still need to do something. He's already given us his promises and his word. So that part is guaranteed. But then there's another part, and that's our part. That part is not automatic. It's a part that we need to, that we need to actually, actually activate that part. And that is when we apply the principles that he has given us in his word. And today I'm going to speak about the principle of the blood. Revelation 12 verse 11a, it says, They overcame Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. By the blood of the Lamb. That's a big key there. There was a story told by a preacher named Don Gossett. Just um, for reference, this whole series is filled with many stories of God's protection. So if you want to hear some interesting protection stories, uh, keep listening for the next eight uh, parts of the series and uh, you will, your faith will really be built up um, and you will understand that God really wants to protect you and that he can. So this preacher, Don Gossett, spoke of a, a friend he had who was also a preacher, he, and he refers to him as Brother Stevens. Now, Brother Stevens lived in Tennessee, and back then, this is about somewhere between 50 and 100 years ago, back then they lived on these big farms, and um, Brother Stevens would go out and minister the gospel with his wife, and when they went out, they would leave their children on the farm with someone to look after them. So one day they were out ministering, and the devil told him, I'm going to come kill your children with foxes. I'm going to send foxes on your property and they're going to kill your children. So, of course, um, Brother Stevens understood the power of the blood of Jesus. So he got his wife and another person together and the three of them prayed in agreement. And he said, I draw the bloodline of Jesus Christ around my property. 
Later on, they returned from their trip and uh, they found out uh, one of the people on the farm had uh, taken a ride around the perimeter and they found five dead foxes on the boundary of the farm. They sent these foxes in for testing and discovered that all five of them had rabies. So the thing here is those foxes, it wasn't the foxes that couldn't cross the bloodline that was drawn around the property. It was the rabies that couldn't cross the bloodline around his property. And there's a biblical basis for this uh, theory, if you will, or this understanding. Uh, the biblical basis is the first Passover. When the blood was put on the doorpost, God said, you've got to be in your house. Otherwise, you're not going to be protected from that death that's going to come over Egypt. So everyone put the blood on the doorpost and the, the death angel could not cross that bloodline that was put on the doorpost. And Israel was protected when they were behind that bloodline. And the point I'm trying to make with the whole story is that drawing the bloodline of Jesus around your family is actually like building a hedge around them. This hedge will grow higher and higher each time you speak it. As you as you declare it, faith comes by hearing. So the more you speak the blood of Jesus and the bloodline, draw that bloodline, over time you begin to believe it more and more. And, and the more you believe it, the higher that hedge goes. And the blood of Jesus is the price that was paid to guarantee our protection. Think about milk that's been spilt. Once it's been spilt, you can't undo it. You know that saying, you can't cry or don't cry over spilt milk. Well, the blood is the same. It's already been spilt. Jesus' blood has already been spilt and you can't undo it. Now, the fact that it's guaranteed also doesn't mean that we can simply just go on sinning without repenting and just expect Jesus to protect us. You see, there's a big key to this. And this key is that part of his protection is in us hearing his voice for direction and insight. And we don't hear him very well when we're in a place of unrepented sin. In that place, we hear Satan's voice and very loudly, and it drowns out God's voice. <clears throat> Just a reference on willful sin. Hebrews 10 verse 26 to 27a says, If we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment. So what it's saying is if we sin willfully, then there's no longer a sacrifice. So so if I continue sinning willfully and I'm not repentant, I just um, carry on with that sin, then the blood of Jesus can't even save me from that sin. So the blood of Jesus becomes ineffective in my life. See, that's the part that's the auto, when I said it's not automatic. You see, there's a part that we play and and we need to be repentant when we have sinned. So if we willfully sin without remorse, no sacrifice would take away our sin, not even the blood of Jesus. Jesus never shed his blood so we can continue sinning. He did it so we can have the power to resist and overcome the temptation to sin. And if we do give in to temptation, then we can quickly run to him, repent and find mercy so that we won't be judged for our sin. Hebrews 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace. To, fight, to help in time of need so we can obtain mercy. So there is also mercy for when we give in to the temptation. Now, sometimes our mistakes and our wrong choices can actually produce some serious consequences in our lives that could really pose big challenges to us. But the Lord is so determined to protect us that he has even provided a way out for us in this situation. Hear this verse very clearly. 
Psalm 107 verse 17 to 20. It says, Fools, because of their transgression and iniquity, were afflicted. They sold aboard all manner of food and they drew near to the gates of death. They cried out, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them out of their distress. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Their destruction. So in other words, it's, they actually brought the trouble on themselves. This verse is referring to that situation. And if you go back to the beginning, it says, because of their transgression, that's rebellion. That's when we have intentional sin. And and the other one says iniquities, that is a fault or unintentional sin, mistakes. So this, what God is saying, if even if you've sinned intentionally, run to him and ask him to help you. Cry out to him to help you and he will even save you from the, this, from that. You see, there's a law. I call it a law. It's a principle, a principle of sin, bloodshed and death. Genesis 4 verse 10 This is God speaking to Cain after he had murdered Abel. He said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. It cries out to me. That tells me that blood speaks. So whenever blood is shed, God hears about it. You see, we can't hide that from God. He hears about it. That blood will speak. So Cain's guilty sin caused the shedding of Abel's innocent blood which caused his death sin bloodshed death many years later our guilty sin would cause the shedding of jesus innocent blood which would cause his death on the cross sin bloodshed death and today the blood of jesus speaks to god on our behalf every day now how does this all pertain to our protection I mean, what's the link? Because this is talking about sin. Well, if we know that sin causes bloodshed, right? Then, and then we receive Jesus' blood as as the blood that is shed for that sin. Then we don't have to have our own blood shed, if you will, for that sin. Ephesians two thirteen says, "But now in Christ Jesus, you, uh, you who were once far off, have been made near by the blood of Jesus." made near. So when we accept Jesus' blood sacrifice for our sins, we receive that payment for the sin. It draws us near to God. Why? So he can control us and check up on us in case we sin again? No. So he can protect us. Of course, we're all going to die eventually, but we don't have to die by bloodshed. When it says bloodshed, what I mean by that, uh, I mean you don't have to die by tragedies and uh, you know trauma and uh, disaster and that way that we, we were not designed to die that way we were designed to simply depart when we are finished with our assignment on earth and so that is what the power of the blood of jesus is in terms of our protection it it, it heals us or it removes the sin from us it heals us from the damages and effects of sin and it also will protect us. So we want to draw near to him so that we can hear his voice when he's guiding us. And we do that through the blood of Jesus. I'm going to end off today for the sake of time. Next week, we will continue with more principles that you can apply in your life so that you can be guaranteed of God's protection every day, that you can enjoy that protection. It can be guaranteed and and by applying the principles, you can enjoy it. 
In the meantime, you can find my book at bemadewhole.co.za. There you will find all my other books that I've written available as downloads as well as hard copies. And if you have a Bright's Hardware store near you, you can pop in at the Bright's at the Tools. You'll find my books available there too. You will also see the courses that I do as a certified Maxwell Leadership Trainer. I can train those Maxwell Leadership courses as well as courses as well as coaching and all other ways, whatever suits you. You can check that up there. The blog is there with all uh, my teachings, videos, and podcasts. And there you'll find the recordings of this uh, se- this um, series, and uh, you can always go listen to it afterwards as well. Social media is there. You can stay in touch with me with my regular personal development and leadership posts, as well as community transformation. And there you can see what Be Made Whole is doing in South Africa as well as other countries of Africa. That's it for today. Please join me again next week as we continue with protecting your family in dangerous times and dangerous places. Thank you. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.